You are listening to This is Oklahoma, hosted by Mike Hearn, telling stories of Oklahomans and those that have made it their home. What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of This is Oklahoma podcast. Mike Hearn here, your host, back with another episode. Excited to share this episode with you today. But before we do, I've got to thank our sponsors. First of all, the Oklahoma Hall of Fame. They've been a huge part of this podcast for the last few years. So the Oklahoma Hall of Fame have been sharing Oklahoma's story through its people since 1927. For more information on the Oklahoma Hall of Fame, go to www.oklahomahof.com. And for daily updates, go to Oklahoma HOF on Instagram and give them a follow. Our other sponsor today is the Chickasaw Nation. Now, the Chickasaw Nation have sponsored pretty much everything in Oklahoma. They're a huge supporter of Oklahoma. And it's an honor to have their name and their brand supporting this podcast. So a huge shout out to Governor Anatoby for supporting this podcast. It really means a lot. Our third sponsor is Diffie Ford Lincoln down in El Reno. Now, this one makes me so happy because these guys are great friends of mine, um, play a lot of golf together. I've bought my cars from them. Do most of my oil changes down there, have a cup of coffee, hang out down in El Reno. It's a good spot to go. And not only are they great friends, but they provide a great service. So for over 60 years, a third generation family owned Oklahoma business down in El Reno. They're also in Bethany as well. So people in the Bethany area know the Diffies really well. But if you're looking for anything new used, um, Ford, Lincoln, or whatever, I'm sure they could find anything you want. Um, check them out, diffieford.net, and then on Instagram at diffiefordlincoln. This episode is brought to you by Hope is Alive. Hope is Alive exists to radically change the lives of drug addicts, alcoholics, and those who love them. Join us Saturday, September 30th for our sobriety sprint 5K as we remember, honor, and celebrate those who've lost their lives. This family-focused event will feature a one-mile fun run, inflatables, food trucks, and more. Register to run or honor a loved one at sobrietysprint.com. What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of This is Oklahoma. Mike Hoon here, host, back with another episode. We have an Oklahoma film episode for you today. It gives me great pleasure to introduce our guest, Mr. Kyle Roberts, who is from Reckless Abandonment Pictures. <laughs> Thanks for having me on, Mike. Yeah, you bet. I'm glad we finally got to do this. I know <laughs> we've been trying to figure out a day and going back and forth and just things have happened. Life happens. Um but we're here now, and uh, your movie is out, or trailers are out. Yeah. Um, excited to talk about it. Uh, but to set some context, like we do with the podcast every time, uh, tell me a little bit about you. Who are you? What do you do? Yeah. So my name is Kyle Roberts. I'm a husband <laughs> and father and filmmaker. Um, I own Reckless Abandonment Pictures, like you said. Uh, kind of our typical day-to-day job is commercial work for major family brands and we get to do that here okay. in Oklahoma. So we do stop motion and live action commercials for Nickelodeon and Disney and Hasbro, uh, Nerf and, you know, stuff like that. It's all this kind of brand that we've developed that we call, uh, radically family friendly, mm-hmm. yeah. which is totally Oklahoma, you know, too Oklahoma's voice, I'd, I'd say, mm-hmm. uh, and kind of uniquely to what we do. So coming up, um, you know, a lot of press that we've done with our previous film and everyone's kind of like, uh, you know, when's it, when's the next feature it's, it's been 10 years since i've had a feature uh, and that was post human project which that one won dead center and and, and won san diego comic-con and wow. uh you know it did a lot for what it was it was like a hundred thousand dollar you know superhero film but had a lot of heart to it and that's what translated yeah uh and it's really kind of been put on my heart for a long time that we need a film that addresses mental health mm-hmm. in a way that is not as dark and can tend to glorify suicide, um, like some other 
shows, uh, not to name names, yeah. uh, but they do. You know, they, they'll go there, which is great, but it then is it's too dark and too like they show ideations of yeah, yeah. Um, suicide, which we through all of our research, we did three years of research of talking to counselors and uh, high school teachers and principals uh, and youth workers. And that was the number one thing we heard is like, don't, don't show an attempt of suicide or ideation of that. Um, and so anyway, to, to make this film called What Rhymes With Reason, uh, and it's just it kind of been on my heart for a long time. And um, I'm really thankful yeah. um, that we were able to kind of use everything we've done, you know, from our commercial side of things. How, how do you communicate with families yeah. <laughs> uh, and youth uh, and in a way that's approachable in the way that we can, you know, kind of go there uh, with this talk around mental health, but still be for the family and that's yeah. a that's a tough <laughs> that's a big challenge well and it's like so you know it's a lot more common now to talk about it right, right. it's a lot more common to kind of deal with a lot more issues and and i think i don't know if my parents growing up your parents growing up like us i don't think we had maybe we did have these issues growing up but we just i think the social media generation has way more issues than we ever had, right? right? Right. Because like they can open their phone and see things and think, oh, this is now reality and it's really not and they're trying to be better, whatever it is. We just knew what was around us. Right. Which was kind of sheltered because of that. Right. right? And then, you know, I'm, I'm 32, right? So we kind of grew up both of it. Yeah. You know, with like the bits, you know, growing up without, with a Motorola phone that has <laughs> antenna on it and no, you know, like a, you know, no iPhones or whatever, but. A Razor. Yeah. Dude, the <laughs> Motorola Razor was the thing, right? People listening, like, what are you talking about? Um, yeah, like, it, you know, it, it's obviously a huge kind of um, topic. And right. You know, it makes sense to do something like that. Um, before we dive into the movie stuff, because I'm, you know, that, that's going to take up a lot of it, but yeah. where does your kind of film journey start? Yeah, so um, I was born on a cold March night, and <laughs> I, uh, I actually, I'm from Missouri originally. Okay. I came to Oklahoma, went to Oklahoma Christian. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love to say my time there. Yeah. Uh, it just, uh, you know, the body of believers and the journey, you know, throughout all of that uh, was, was really great. Uh, and kind of laid this uh, foundation mm-hmm. of at least storytelling. Um, you know, they don't have like a, I would say, amazing film program, but it was at the time anyway. It's a lot better now actually but through broadcast journalism and corporate media uh really just uh, like i said kind of laid that groundwork and i was you know had the bug and kind of hooked and then my first job uh was actually on the news side at the oklahoma and newsok.com so i was a videographer editor and ended up being kind of producer for seven years uh and, and i loved that uh, i loved that time there uh and through that time i started playing with action figures <laughs> uh and we, we remade um a ninja turtles uh that and 1987 cartoon open with action figures frame by frame uh just did it as a fan made thing and to learn a new form of art you know as a creative you're gonna make you're gonna create yeah uh and we got it out there uh, and it started getting featured by la times and usa today and wired magazine and all these things and that kind of launched my career actually mm-hmm. of uh that kind of turned into the post-human project and making that first live action feature and then all of these brands started hitting us up i'll never uh forget the day i got a call from burbank uh and i thought someone was like punking me <laughs> and messing with me uh and it was dreamworks and they said we love you know your stop motion treatment for this turtles you know fan-made thing we'd love to see that same treatment for our show dino trucks which was a hit cg show on netflix at the time i think it went eight seasons or something and so that was like our first paid stop motion gig yeah. and started turning into so many things we worked for dreamworks trolls and thomas and friends for mattel and then all kinds of amazing stuff and it's been a privilege 
Yeah. So that like that was kind of like the the catalyst to you like wow like yeah I know how to do editing and stuff but this is a side project but now it's just you know kind of got you off to the races and you're like I don't have to do new stuff anymore. I right. can actually go and do you know chase what I want to do. I guess. Right? Yeah, absolutely. Um, and, and actually, kind of what happened there is I was part of a downsizing and got let go. Okay. But it was perfect timing. Um, and that's just kind of the nature of the newspaper <laughs> industry. Yeah, cool. But it was perfect timing because our film, Posthuman Project, was releasing in theaters. We had a much smaller theatrical release. It was like a five-city release. Mm -hmm. But it was releasing here uh, that same week. And so I was like, I literally yeah. went off to the races and haven't ever looked back since. Yeah. So. Well, and you've seen the, the film industry change here from yeah. nothing to like what it is now, right? Yeah, Obviously it's, it's, you know, it's still growing, but you know, we'll probably look back in the next 10 years and be like, imagine when you, can you remember what it was like 10 years ago? And you know, you were like, yeah, Reservoir was like 20 years ago. Yeah. Like, it's so cool to see it because you know, we're, we're still climbing, but it's come so far in the last 10, 15 years. Absolutely. So yeah, Postman released 10 years ago and we're a totally different uh, you know, industry yeah. and it's so exciting to be uh, a filmmaker, but also just a creative, mm -hmm. you know, in Oklahoma right now. Uh, I think we're seeing a lot of positive change uh, in Oklahoma City and in Tulsa and in the state. Uh, and it is uh, just exciting. Mm -hmm. You know, it's, it's just absolutely exciting. Yeah. So you mentioned as well, you've been, you, you kind of, the uh, post-human project comes out 10 years ago doing the turtles thing as well and then you get you know like you start working for dreamworks you also mentioned doing commercials and stuff too so that's like you yeah you do movies but obviously the day job to keep the lights on and keep income coming in is just general creative for big brands small brands yeah all of the above yeah absolutely tell me about that yeah um so thankfully i mean we, we actually haven't done a commercial in about two years because uh, we were able to kind of shift uh, I don't know if that's gonna be forever mm -hmm. uh, but um, the last the last series we did was for um, uh, Nerf and it was called Nerf House Showdown <laughs> and it was something I don't know if you've seen it or not I haven't no so it's and like it, the Nerf guns yeah right? okay yeah, yeah, yeah. so it, Nerf guns, yeah. it's it was, you know, geared for uh, 10 to 16 year old you know athletic Nerf kids uh, and we had six of the best trick shotting shot shooting teenagers yeah. all fly to Oklahoma we filmed it in Grand Lake near Tulsa east of Tulsa and um we're in this mansion that we like say nerfed up <laughs> like nerf stuff literally like blaster walls all over the place they sent us like 400 nerf blasters for this for this show and so if you could picture like dude perfect yeah meets like big brother okay. or something so it was a challenge based show where every single day we did film a new challenge we did like 38 episodes with them wow. uh over a four four week time where we all the crew lived at this mansion and yeah. it was actually two mansions right by each other and filmed the show and it was like it was wild uh jimmy fallon so mentioned much fun. night show yeah it was just it was just crazy like and we get we get to do this kind of stuff in right. oklahoma like it's it's so fun yeah people wouldn't think that <laughs> right people would think you know when you mentioned dreamworks and like as soon as you mentioned dreamworks the next note i wrote down was la hollywood question mark like yeah you know it's not like grand lake oklahoma and right lake houses <laughs> you know but like obviously this is happening and it can happen anywhere. Yeah. You just need them to send you the product to do it. Yeah. And we, when we got that job, so entertainment one, E one, um, yeah. they're actually based in, in London okay. and they're the biggest kind of, um, 
media arm of Hasbro. So they were the one contracting that and they were interviewing a bunch of different studios and they loved our pitch of like Oklahoma Lake House, you yeah. know, uh, to, for this show. And cause we were on like, you know, jet skis and blasting stuff, you know, right. doing all these things when people pitched all kinds of things, but they loved, cool. loved that concept. And we, we showed them, you know, drone shots of Grand Lake and different, you know, things yeah. in this house. They're like, we love this pitch. We, yeah. you know, and that's how we, we landed it. So is it predominantly like kids stuff? Like the kids kind yeah. of really like, yeah, yeah, that's kind of the the voice that I love. You know, I have two daughters, uh, a five year old and ten year old, and so it's it's just such an honor to create content um, for uh, youth and families mm -hmm. and something that they can watch together yeah. and enjoy together. Um, and I always say like we, from every project we do, whether it's a feature film or a 30 cent commercial, we try, our, our approach is to earn the right to be heard from that target audience. And that's literally as a director, how I answer question one to 3 million on a project is, is who is that exact target audience and are we earning the right to be heard from them? And if not, right. we're not doing it right yeah, yeah yeah do you ever think about getting into the youtube game yeah like so that's kind of kind of how that got started okay. you know doing stop motions and posting on youtube and yeah. uh i, I just did, once i started doing commercial stuff i just didn't keep yeah. up with it like, oh, this pays, <laughs> right? Right. Yeah. <laughs> right i'm actually getting paid right now yeah people it. don't realize you yeah. know you have five million views on a youtube video and yeah. that doesn't mean you have you know, you're a millionaire. Right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you, you maybe got like two thousand dollars or three thousand yeah. dollars. Did you talking to YouTube? Did you see Mr. Beast's latest post? I haven't. So he made a video and it broke like all. It broke the record for the most amount of views in twenty four hours. Oh wow! And it was the, but it was also it broke all like because I think the previous record so that was like a music release video. Okay. And it was something like forty seven million views in twenty four wow. hours. That's wild. But he spends a ton of money on production as well and does right. a lot of crazy stuff. But right. he's obviously the you know the get the best of the best in the YouTube game yeah uh, but it's mad that it's like you know you growing up you're like probably thinking you know people have shows on YouTube and YouTube channels and make money you're like no I, I gotta get myself on TV right I gotta do that like, yeah now it's use your iPhone you can have a channel and people yeah. are making it's it's so much so much easier now to be a creative than it used to be yes yeah I love that like so when we were growing up like you'd try to send I don't know a DVD or something yeah. to, to MTV or somewhere and they're like they're never gonna see that but right. it, even even how I got my start it's like we were playing with action figures and we posted yeah. it on YouTube and right. you know people saw it and that's it literally you know launched my career not crazy yeah, <laughs> anything, anything can happen. That's the beauty of it, right? Yeah. It's, you know, and I, friends of mine who have either been on the podcast or people that I've met, like that are creators, you know, the, the lucky ones, the guys who do it because they love it, right? Girls do it because they love it. But the lucky ones generally get one or two things that go viral. And, yep. you know, I had, I had a guy on the podcast. He, he's a pastor, a local pastor here. And he does barbecuing, loves cooking, started it in COVID, learned how to do it, documented everything, had like 25,000 followers on Instagram. Yeah. Two weeks after we posted the podcast, one of his podcast, one of his reels went viral and he's at 110,000. Oh, followers. wow. And I was like, it's because of me, bro. Yeah. You know, he's like, <laughs> totally joking. Um, but yeah, it's just, I mean, it happens like that. Yeah. You know? And, and then it's like, okay, how do I turn this into monetization? How do I figure yes. this out? And, you yes. know, there's a lot of people out there who have a million followers that, you know, 
guest previously was like, I got friends that have a million followers and they don't make any money from it. Yeah. You gotta have that business mind as well. And I think for me, uh, we had a, a couple of those viral videos and it was like stop motion was too hard yeah. to do as like a YouTube game. Yeah. <laughs> uh, because, you know, that would take like a month to yeah. do one video. Right. And, and even if it got five million views, like that's not gonna pay, yeah. <laughs> pay bills. Yeah, exactly. But yeah. So, so you, you have this kind of viral moment, it gets mm -hmm. you off the races, you're at business, you know, you're like, this is, you get let go from, it all kind of happens, timing are great. Yeah. Things move on. Um, kind of pro progress me now from then to like, you know, the last, till making this recent movie. Like what happens? Yeah. Uh, I mean, during that time we, we were working on this movie. So okay. we were working on the script, we were developing it. Yeah. We really developed it for seven years. Wow. Uh, and I'm actually really thankful for that time. So as a creative, I'm like, why isn't this happening? Like, yes. we, we know we're set to do this and yeah. we know that this is a huge need yeah. too. And it's like, uh, and, and as a Christian, it's like, God, like if you want us to do this, if this is the calling, like, why is this not happening? You know, kind of thing. Uh, and that, and my own mental health struggle I mean, that was that was hard you know uh but i'm also like looking back at it thankful for this time because we would do esa dreamworks trolls for 10 months and really in the weeds of that and then come back to the script with fresh eyes mm -hmm. you know that even some of the biggest hollywood budgets yeah. they pre if, if it didn't work uh it's because they rushed it yeah. you know they have their release date and it's you know uh 24 months from when they start shooting and that's that you know you only have even the biggest budgets to be people don't realize i mean they only have a certain amount of time with their stars and we have a certain amount of time you know with this and that and so it's like if it doesn't work they just rushed it uh and so i'm, I'm thankful for, for that time and that we were really able to continue to do our, our research and continue to do our due diligence and, and make yeah. the best possible film that yeah. we can so film is what rhymes with reason <laughs> so you've been working on it for a long time yes tell me about the movie yeah so the quick synopsis is well, we, we got time you yeah can, you, we got time. you can dive into it if you want. yeah is it kind of it's these teenagers and there's a tragedy that happens in their life it's six teenagers there's a tragedy that happens in their life that kind of ignites them on this journey into the wilderness to find this this hidden landmark mm -hmm. uh, in the Oklahoma wilderness of all places, right? Uh, and so through that journey, they kind of learn to confront this darkness that lives within inside themselves. So we kind of, it's basically totally this mental health piece told through this adventure lens. Mm -hmm. uh, and we kind of, you know, we studied Goonies and Stand By Me, you know, you know, a lot of like 80s movies that really aren't, films aren't done like that, you know, anymore. Um, they kind of have our own like Oklahoma voice, you know, to it too. So we talk about um, depression. Uh, we talk about anxiety. We talk about thoughts of suicide. We talk about faith. Faith is taboo. <laughs> you know, like all these things that are taboo and hard to talk about. It was important for us to, to go there uh, while still being family friendly and not being cheesy, which is like, wait a second, how do you, how do, you do that? But yeah. you'll see, uh, it's, it's really, really exciting. Uh, we had our first five screenings here in Oklahoma. We had our, our world premiere at Dead Center. Uh, we had five sold out screenings. Uh, and now uh, we connect, we've connected with Fathom Events uh, and we're releasing it uh, nationwide in 700 plus theaters all across the country on October yeah. 10th. God, it's, it's going to be here soon. <laughs> yes. That's amazing. Uh, would it always, do you always plan to shoot it in Oklahoma? Yes. Okay. With Oklahoma, are they Oklahoma actors as well or not? It's a mix. Okay. Uh, so uh, some Nick and Disney kids, uh, Ricardo Hurtado, uh, guy who starred on School of Rock, and then uh, a pit Netflix show called Malibu Rescue, mm -hmm. which I don't know if you guys have heard of that. It's like a tween Baywatch, okay. <laughs> which is really That's weird and funny. fun. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, all kinds of Nickelodeon stuff, glitch techs and okay. uh, shows. And then Gatlin Griffith is probably our biggest like movie star. Okay. Uh, I kind of joke that he was like our boy version of Dakota fan 
beginning. Uh, as a kid, from like seven to 12 years old, he had all these really dramatic roles of uh, the main son in Changeling, which is Angelina Jolie's son who gets kidnapped. I mean, that's the catalyst for that story, and he was he was her son. Yeah. Um, and then Labor Day, uh, alongside of um, uh, Josh Brolin and Kate Winslet, um, and he, again, he's like 11 years old in this very dramatic role. Um, and then he played younger Ryan Reynolds uh, in the superhero movie we, we don't talk about, Green Lantern. <laughs> yeah. uh, and and so it's, it was really it was great to have them on board. Uh, and then our main dad and father in the film, and his dad is Bart Johnson. So okay. he is uh, Coach Bolton in High School Musical. Okay. Uh, and it's been fun to see his stock actually like rise even from that show because now he's in the High School Musical, the musical, the series or whatever yeah. it's called That's on awesome. Netflix and that just released like this week so it's all this kind of it's all in this game uh, like a lot of businesses it's all about timing of everything and I I couldn't have planned this any better yeah. and so I, I'm going to say that's God's timing you know for this project and for this film because if we went by Kyle's timing like I would have we would have did it for two years and we would have rushed it yeah. and it wouldn't be the film that it is today and the release that it's gotten today and I'm just so thankful yeah. for that. I'm going to start crying. No, <laughs> no. It's, it, yeah. I mean, you've been working on it for so long, right? It means so yeah. much to you, but also like all the things that have happened, like it's, it's easier to look back, right? Than it is to, at the moment to, you know, seven, five, how many years ago and be like, why isn't this happening right now? Right. You know, but when you look back, you're like, no, that's why. Yeah. And it's hard in the moment. It really is. Yeah. Because we're, you know, we get frustrated. <laughs> we, we like instant gratification, right. you know, like all of the above. We want things now. Yeah. Um, but and it's hard to wait and work on things, but it obviously means so much more now to you than it would have seven years ago. Yep, so absolutely. It's fantastic. Uh, talk to me about filming in Oklahoma. We're blessed in Oklahoma with yeah. amazing places, lots of locations, and, and you know, um, if you talk to Matt Payne or Lieutenant Governor Pinnell, you know, we always talk about how many ecosystems we yeah. have in Oklahoma and the ability we have in one state to shoot so many different things. What's it like for you guys shooting? Yeah, uh, I'll start. So many things to say about that because yeah. it's it's been, um, you know, just unreal. Um, even since, since my job at the Oklahoma in the last 10, 11 years seeing this growth and and i have no plans on leaving um you're welcome Oklahoma. <laughs> but yeah just to stay here and to, yeah. it's so fun because everybody is championing it you know people are so excited about um film in oklahoma uh but even on the um the rebate side it's so great um at least at the moment that we still <laughs> we still have a rebate and we need to honestly up it even even higher to continue to uh develop our workforce um and so our filmmakers don't leave you know too people don't realize that like if we, if we don't keep this and we're already starting to see that happen filmmakers are going to go to Atlanta um, they're going to go to New Mexico um, maybe LA maybe New York but like Atlanta New Mexico people are, are, are flocking there if they can't stay and they can't work uh, and so we're doing a great job of kind of developing this workforce but we need to actually raise it as well too but it's, it's so incredible that we have this rebate this film was part of the rebate in Oklahoma and that helped us without it we wouldn't have been able to get um, our stars involved we just wouldn't um, and um, filming all over Oklahoma. So this, you know, Goonies-esque adventure drama, when people see it or even see the trailer or whatever, they're like, where was that shot? I mean, we talked about this right before. It's like, did you film it all in Oklahoma? And I don't know if that was the question. It was yeah, just yeah. like, because it looks great. You know, it looks awesome. So I think um, people that follow follow you, uh, like they, they see all the you know awesome drone stuff in Oklahoma. But to the average American, I think they just think of Oklahoma as flatlands and a flyby state and everything yeah. else. But we have so many different... Like, 
like you said, ecosystems. And we have the Little Sahara and we have Robber's Cave and we have Wichita Mountains, you know, all these beautiful places that when you get there and get there for us as a team uh, and start filming, it's, it's magical. Yeah. So how, tell me about the shoot. How many days? How, what do you have to do? Yeah. You know, you've only got these people for a certain amount of time. But. So this is one of the, I'm, I'm going to share all this stuff. Sometimes it's hard to quantify and, and share, uh, but it was, it was 18 days shoot, uh, which is tight. Uh, we did it in, in, in about a month's time. We had five days on, two days off. Some films are six days on, one day off. It was important for us to, to give our team rest uh, as we were going all over Oklahoma <laughs> to film this thing. Uh, and we had 16 different locations in those 18 days. So that's wild. So you have a movie, this is really, really old, but like Breakfast Club, which yeah. is literally all in a library. Right. <laughs> like you're just there the whole time. Yeah. Uh, or even sometimes big Marvel movies that are actually in studios in Atlanta. They're all green screening stuff and or um, kind of the uh, volume wall, you know, kind of style of Mandalorian, uh, popular by Mandalorian. But you're just in a comfortable cush, you know, <laughs> studio the whole time. Uh, and that's where you show up every day. It was, I mean, it was difficult for us to go and like, okay, we just finished our 12 hour shooting day. And then now we have a turnaround time. We're going to uh, Wichita Mountains uh, tomorrow. And uh, we have a 5 a.m. shoot, you know, to get as much as we could shoot uh, before the sun rises or whatever. So, so much logistics <laughs> yes. going on, right? You're just finding out food and people, to, places for people to stay. Yes. Right? Like, yeah. Just a giant caravan driving around, like sleeping in the back of your car. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. But any favorite places for you? Of, of filming wise yeah. locations? Um, I really liked uh, Turner Falls. Yeah. I think that was really cool and it serviced as a few, several different locations for us uh, that we were able to film in a two day um, period. Okay. Uh, and so even just there of like, okay, now we're walking and by, we're by the waterfall, right? That everyone knows. And then um, later that day, we were uh, in the, the, this, we call it our castle ruins in our story, which is such a cool spot. You know, if you haven't been there, like okay. it's, it's so rad that we have this and they're, they're by each other. And then we go, we go up top and we go, and we have like a riverbank scene. And, and so we were able to shoot, it's all throughout the film too it's not just in one spot that in, in service um, several different locations in a short amount of time which was really really important for us and on a very independent film and a budget to have uh, you know service several different parts of the story in one location yeah it makes it huge right and also yes. great for budget too that you're not just like tracking all over and yes moving things and because <laughs> it's not cheap to make movies right and, and was with, with kind of financing do you get financing from obviously you mentioned the rebate was it the rest was it all rebate or is it all like Oklahoma, like how does that work? So how the no rebate idea. works, if people aren't familiar, uh, the rebate is a percentage of what is physically spent in Oklahoma. Okay. So sometimes people look at it and they're like, oh, they're just giving away money. It's, it's not. Yeah. It has to be qualified spend. And it's a long process for us. It's this right. big, huge binder that we have to turn in. Like kind of a lot of red tape. I didn't have to do any of it. I'm thankful our producers did. But it's a lot of red tape um, to turn in this giant binder of stuff to prove the amount of money that was spent in Oklahoma. So we were able to get... I think about 35% of the film um, back. So right now we're using that for P&A, print and advertising marketing budget for this release, which yeah. is huge. Because yeah. if we didn't have that, I mean, we're just kind of hoping, you're know, getting on stuff like this and sending out right. a bunch of uh, buy your tickets now, yeah, <laughs> post yeah. kind of thing, yeah. uh, which is which is fantastic. Um, but how the rebate works is you get that back later. You, so you have to prove all this stuff, prove money spent, and you get that back later. Uh, so for us, it was a lot of, uh, for me personally, kind of pension pennies. I was 
because uh, I'm an investor in this film too, uh, and kind of you know working with all these family brands and doing all this commercial work uh, as most creatives do, right? And they uh, they take on this effort and this leap of, leap of faith. And once we got to a certain point, I was like the last money in actually, and was was able to do that and thankful yeah. for that. And then we have other investors that are Oklahoma investors as well too, and, and really thankful for them and going yeah. on this journey with us. What's it like then as a but to that point, like as a creative, being in Oklahoma and having, well, you know, people with money that love movies in Oklahoma that wanted to succeed, that are willing to put money into, like, yeah, you know, it's and obviously it's evolved over the last, you know, ten, fifteen years. But like, tell me about that. What's that like? As yeah, well? that part of it, I think we're is is been great, but I think we're getting there. Yeah, I think we're at this interesting crossroads of like you said 10 years ago and creatives and, and getting really good at making film and building this um, infrastructure of a workforce in community a filmmaking community in Oklahoma and then you have the business side of this investor side and they're seeing more stuff they're seeing stuff like Prairie Surf and Green Pastors and Reckless Abandonment and you know, people doing films right. and then having success but I think we're like right there of like because that was part of this time like I spent two years kind of connecting with people and chatting with them and sharing them the vision of this film how our first film was successful and, and I think a lot of people that we talked to anyway just weren't quite ready ready mm -hmm. to take a leap of faith or I want to stay in my own lane or they invest in real estate or they invest in oil or you know whatever and they kind of want to stay in those lanes and so I think we're, we're really close and I think once people see more films like this that are made in Oklahoma yeah. it's not the bigger film you know bigger Hollywood films that come here but truly Oklahoma crew yeah. uh, and cast and filmmakers um, and producing those films in Oklahoma and them doing well making money that's what we want right. because that, then all of that money comes back to Oklahoma yeah. versus us having investors from out of state and then it goes back to them or even with that DreamWorks show like that was great for Oklahoma to pay crew here right. but eventually and that was in the rebate but eventually that went to Burbank sure. you know kind of thing yeah yeah um, so yeah that's something I'm also very passionate about like producing this stuff here but keeping that money in Oklahoma where we can utilize it I mean yeah. we have a lot of things that we need to we're trying to solve in Oklahoma I know money doesn't fix everything but it helps it definitely helps so yeah, yeah. tell me about the partnership with 988 and how that's kind of worked and how that's kind of weaved through the movie as well yeah so we got connected with 988 early on and it was it was one of these things it was just a huge blessing because it was three three weeks before we started filming last fall and um, we met with um, in our Oklahoma 988 in Heath mm -hmm. and they were basically telling us that um, this cool 988 thing was about to launch in two months and I was like what what do you mean like and then they explained it to me you know it's this mental health hotline that you can text or call uh, and it was replacing a long 1-800 number that no one uh, we've, had, we've had for since the 80s or maybe longer but no one's going to actually remember in a time of crisis and re replacing it with 988 I was like oh my gosh that's that's everything that we're also you know wanting to do with this film and can we partner together can we figure this out so they actually donated uh, quite a bit and we worked on basically some brain integration in the film and it was just this total win-win all the way around so when you not really a spoiler but when you walk around you see like uh, posters and it's like calling for help 988 on lockers and different things and there's actually this powerful scene um that's like a memorial uh for a kid who committed suicide the year before and they the students did this as like a one-year anniversary almost kind of thing to to remember him remember uh his life and um we have other uh new year 98 stuff on there that would would happen well you know would be organic so we really worked with them on that like okay so you're saying i can call 988 you know not this cheesy like yeah. verbatim thing but just already incorporated into our story and 
seamless it's just so cool yeah 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 it's great when you find someone that's partner that it fits that well to the whole story right you talk about yes. timing earlier like everything kind of comes together yes um, and now you know you're kind of integrated with not just local 988 but national 988 as well which yes obviously helps movie going nationwide too absolutely and we're actually working with them and a couple of our other partners uh now that we're developing for this this release um on getting re more resources on our website uh wwrfilm.com uh so again it's not just this like film experience it's truly this journey yeah. to encourage more conversations um around mental health yeah so releasing october 10th uh yes coincidence is mental health day that's great <laughs> uh tell me about like what goes into getting ready for a national release like you guys are obviously you know doing this doing podcasts getting the word out all the promotion but what else goes into it and what will you be doing like where will you be october 10th um, I physically yeah. will be at AMC Quell Springs. Okay. Uh, there are three theaters in Oklahoma that are supporting it. Uh, in Oklahoma City, mm -hmm. there I think there are four in Tulsa, and there's a couple other in Oklahoma right. as well. Um, I'll be at AMC Quell Springs uh, with my girls and with my family. Uh, and we're going to do kind of a special Q and A there. Um, but it's also at the Warren Theater and more, uh, and then Tinseltown. Uh, so kind of three different parts, kind of spread out throughout the city. And they might be adding more. I mean, the yeah. the Quail one I think is already halfway full, uh, awesome. and we're you know a couple months. <laughs> ones yeah. out so get your tickets so um good. save your seat get the, get the good seats <laughs> yeah but so tomorrow like what else goes into it like, yeah not just like oh yeah our movie's in like what do you you know it's great that you're going to be there doing a q a um but like as far as people who have no idea how you get a movie out there like yeah what's the nitty-gritty so the so about? kind of the behind the scenes of that kind of the grassroots uh, marketing uh, effort of this is there are four main engines that we are pursuing for this marketing budget okay. so we have we have this uh metaverse you know social sure. yeah uh, engine <laughs> of all these things we're posting and behind the scenes of our cast and you know their heart for the film and trailers is, is and the tag like at what rhymes or reason um, t the hashtag is WRWR film okay um, you don't have a specific page for the yeah it's a WRWR underscore film okay. um, on Instagram and we have TikTok and Facebook and stuff too. Yeah. Um, but um, so that, that, that's an engine. It's like this whole like metaverse strategy of everything we're doing there and with our actors and collab posts and music videos and all kinds of fun stuff, right? Uh, and then we have like a church engagement engine. Um, so okay. with youth workers, but also counselors and getting this out to them is they're kind of going to be our uh, already showing to be like our biggest champions here and taking groups. Um, and one, one of the big strategies we have there is we, we, we've shared this um, stat for a long time, and it's wild, but one in, teen, one in 10 teens suffer from depression at any given time in the U.S. So you go to your average high school room, there'll be four or five there um, suffering from depression. And so our charge and our challenge is to take 10 yeah. on 10 10. Um, so really trying to get that word out there of, uh, you know, taking, um, friends and families and it doesn't have to be just teenagers, but yeah. most likely you want, I mean, just statistically one of those 10 are going to be, mm -hmm. um, suffering. Mm -hmm. And so to, to, to have these conversations, you know, yeah, about this. Yeah. So, okay. The, so the engagement, uh, kind of church, uh, the engagement engine, and then we have our, um, PR engine. Sure. So that's this. It's podcasts, it's news shows, it's um, you know press releases and blogs and all that kind of good stuff. A fourth engine mm -hmm. is our partnerships engine. So gotcha. that is the 988s uh, for us, Young Life, uh, AACC, American Association of Christian Counselors, okay. stuff like that that can that are in this field mm -hmm. and passionate you know about what we're trying to do. Yeah. 
It's a lot of stuff going yeah. on. Right? <laughs> it's a lot so of things. stuff. Yeah. Um, what, you know, cause it's been so long, you know, like you said, it was 10 years ago, you had your, your other movie, right? A post-human project, mm-hmm. but this one now, um, how fingers crossed it's not another 10 years before your next one. Yes. Um, what, you know, what do you see? Like, uh, obviously this is, you know, becomes a huge success, right? Let's be hypothetical. What, what's the plan? What happens then? You just continue like, Hey, let's go make another movie. Like, how do you, where does it go from someone in your spot as a creator, that's a director, creative director that wants to go somewhere? Like, I yeah, I, t- I take my family and we buy a small island and just, you know, hang out for, you know, the next eight years and yeah. then make another one. No. And then we go, yeah. <laughs> so um, we have a slate of films. Okay. Um, there's it's actually two films in a series. Great. And I can't share a whole lot about like that. Related to this movie? They are all radically family friendly or radically family friendly. Fam- Family friendly voice, and they're all coming of age stories. Okay. Um, yeah, one's a series, two two features, and one of them is a classic book we've acquired yeah. to bring into a feature. So, okay. it's we're so excited about it, uh, and to yeah continue to share this voice with the world. Yeah. So I mean, we touched on a lot of things here, um, but obviously they're they're you know the one kind of thing that's that's you go home at night and you sleep and you're in your own thoughts like. I mean, why do this, right? Why make this movie? There's something in your head and something in your heart that says, I need to do this. Yeah. So why? Yeah, that's a, that's a good question. Um, one of the main reasons for me um, and, and why this film, uh, one on the youth ministry side uh, of a young life leader and just seeing more of these things pop up. You know, seeing uh, more conversation around anxiety and depression and you know, all these things with this social media explosion, what 15 years ago, whatever. Yeah. Um, but then also for me personally, my sister uh, growing up, I kind of had to always walk around eggshells around her. Uh, and she was a great big sister, but she would then snap and then whatever. And I was like, I don't know what I'm doing, what's going on. It was really hard, you know, uh, growing up. And then we didn't, we realized um, when she was in her 30s, she was diagnosed bipolar and pretty severe depression. And honestly, growing up, just totally honestly, I just thought she was kind of crazy. I mean, mm-hmm. we, I just didn't know. Like, we, we, we didn't talk about any of this stuff. So for, our, for her and for our family and her friends, like, understanding that bipolar uh, diagnosis was massive. It was totally it made everything, everything made more sense. Yeah. She was able to get on medication and be much more um, active um, and, uh, there's not really a cure, you know, necessarily, but, um, to manage it. Um, and, and just, just understanding that was just everything. Yeah. So they say something like 80% of mental health problems, issues are, whether they're chemically imbalanced or situational are manageable, but only 20% seek treatment. Right. So when we if we fall down and our bones sticking out of our arm, we're going to the ER yeah. right then. But when it's internal, it's so much more complicated. And so it was just really important for me that like we have to we have to have these conversations. We have to listen. So for parents, you know, sometimes even today we are talking about this stuff more, which is exciting. But a kid will come home and then their parents are listening like, yeah, I went through stuff when I was a kid. And, and that might be the case. But also you might just need to shut up and listen. And same thing, you know, for me as a parent, mm-hmm. you know, um, sometimes we th- may just think they're whining or, you know, whatever, but sometimes right. we really just need to shut up and listen because it's, it's important. It's super important. Um, cause you're right. Like, and it's, um, it's, 
you never want it to be too late. Right. Right. There's so many cases of that where, you know, parents or whoever it is get, you know, they have to live with guilt or something happens because mm. like they look at the signs like, well, if only I'd have listened, yeah. you know, instead of shoving an iPad in someone's face or saying, you know, it's fine. Like suck yeah. it up. Um, yeah. It's, you know, obviously your personal experience with that. Like, right. like, you know, it's not just like, you're not just saying it, like, it, right. you know, you've been through it, right? right? There's so many people out there that you can connect with. And so glad that you got the partnership with 988 to connect with too. Yeah. That, you know, cause obviously they have all the resources, they know yep. what they're doing, like, yep. you know, and, and Heath and the team there, like they, they're ready to go, you know, and then yeah. you just make that one phone call. Right? That was really important for us on the research side you yeah. know, to this film. We've we interviewed a lot of people and, you know, talked to 988 and other counselors and stuff to just try to, this is a tough task, guys. Yeah, it is. And yeah. um, that's why most people don't do it. Most studios don't do it, you know, mm -hmm. um, but being an independent film and having an independent voice, we're, we're able, yeah. we're able to. That's the plus, right? That's right. the good thing about it is like I said, because you're small and you can kind of move fast and work yeah. on whatever it is that you want because you don't have someone overhead saying, no, I'm putting multi-million dollars into this production, it's not gonna sell. Yeah. Right, like you're gonna but be you can't small. talk about this, you, you can't talk yeah, about that. Right. And, and for us to, to go there, uh, yeah. you know, at times you get kind of punched in the gut, um, mm -hmm. honestly, um, but also levy it with comedy in this adventure ride. Yeah, yeah. Do you, um, kind of moving on for like do you do any panels like professionally do you like you know because you're a figure now you've, you, you've had some success I'm sure you got a lot of people who are either in school or coming up are like man I want to pick your brain like do you do any like teaching and stuff like that a little bit we when you find time yeah yeah <laughs> uh, the, the hardest one is on the stop motion side yeah. you know because it's so time intensive I think on average over the years we average like 4.5 seconds a day on stop motion and a 12 hour day and wow. so when someone's like you know they'll reach out uh, a lot of times it's high school kids or even even younger and they're yeah. like I could come with my parent can you teach me something can we do a day of whatever and it's like it is it's just hard like I don't really have time and just to sit for hours. I mean, people might even look at this about like, come on man do it yeah. but I don't have you know 12 hours to do four seconds of something to kind of show them the nobody very scratch like that, yeah though, do they like no one yeah like I never would have thought that right. you, just said, you know if you did give me a quiz and say how long does it take to produce four one and a half seconds of right. motion I'd have been like and I <laughs> Right. Maybe. Right. You know? Right. So that, that's probably what we get hit up about the most. Yeah. And it's just hard. But actually, um, the last two summers, we've teamed up with, um, oh my gosh, I'm a, Oklahoma Contemporary. Mm -hmm. uh, and they got a grant from Google. They were able to do some really creative stuff with yeah. other um, uh, filmmakers and artists and uh, graffiti art, all kinds of stuff. And so we did a stop motion class. And that was so fun because, and I actually emailed, you know, a lot of people that have asked about us in the past. And I saw, saw some Come kiddos, on. you know, that, yeah. So, so that was really great because we did a two-week course and I was able to really invest uh, time yeah. and kind of speak into that. So awesome. too, yeah. yeah. Uh, last question. If you could wave the magic wand and <laughs> produce any film you wanted to produce, what would it be? Uh, be our next one. So the, our next one is actually a series. Yeah. I don't want to give away too much, but it's basically about this group of kids mm -hmm. uh, that are all circumstantially put together to do volunteer work together. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so it's kind of our version of Breakfast Club, but instead of sure. sitting around in a library, they're actually doing something. Yeah. And 
by the I'm just going to talk about it. But by the end of it, they get to like learn and love their community. Yeah. Uh, which is just not you know they're so in your phone sure. and so in everything that's happening, and obviously learn that they are a lot more alike yeah. uh, than they would have thought yeah. getting into there. So and hopefully you know in, in like a dream world, the Oklahoma film keeps can blossom and it gets yeah. better and better, and you know we get to you know use the resources that we know we have here. And yeah. You get to use those resources and you know get to film in all the awesome locations and you know. You have pretty good job security for the rest of your career, right? Absolutely, yeah. I'm sure you enjoy doing commercials, but making movies is a lot more fun than yes. making commercials, I'm sure. Yes, absolutely. So, dude, well, it's been a pleasure. Uh, for people listening, how do they, like, give us the last shout-out. Where do they go? What do they yeah. need to find? Um, obviously, October 10th, they can go see it and buy tickets, but... Um, yeah, yeah get, and get, get your tickets. Get them now because it's starting to fill up, and there there may only be you know this is a limited seating thing, so it's not a normal quote normal release where it's you know for a week or weeks or whatever. It's one day, one time on ten ten at seven p.m. But all over the country, mm-hmm. you know, so it's a great opportunity for us, but it's limited. So I know one of the theaters is already halfway full. So it's like get get, get your tickets now. wrwrfilm.com. You can find that. There's also like we mentioned other resources on there where you can you can. Uh, get help, you know, too. Um, but then uh, ra-pictures.com is Reckless Abandonment if you want to see some of this commercial work we talked about. Uh, and we also have a landing page on there for the film. Um, and then we also have a nonprofit called Kingdom Media Club. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I believe it's kingdommedia.org or kingdommediaclub.org. Yeah. We'll get it right <laughs> yeah. in the description, yeah. And um, we do have a landing page on there that if people are passionate about this, maybe they've already got their tickets yeah. and they, they can donate to there and we were going to be getting digital codes and then gift those to people okay. that schools and stuff that need this counselors and they yeah. can, then, then they can actually get it to kids that maybe wouldn't be able to buy tickets, awesome. uh, that, but need to be there. Yeah. So that you got a charity side of things too, right? Yes. It's just awesome. <laughs> uh, I am pumped. I'm going to have to see this movie. Uh, it's been a blast chatting to you. I love your enthusiasm. Love the why, love the meaning behind it. Um, wish you all the best, you know, all the success for, for, for October 10th. And then hopefully we get the, you know, the series that goes up and it just keeps, keeps the ball rolling and keeps you in a job and busy and <laughs> keep doing what you love. Right. Yes. So thank you so much for coming in. Uh, people listening, all the uh, links that Kyle just mentioned will be in the description. October 10th, go get your ticket now and uh, we will see you next episode. Cheers. Thanks Mike. Hope you guys enjoyed that great episode. Thank you so much for listening. As always, huge shout out to our sponsors, the Oklahoma Hall of Fame, sharing Oklahoma story through its people since 1927. For more information on the Oklahoma Hall of Fame, go to www.oklahomahof.com and follow them on Instagram for daily updates at OklahomaHOF. Our other sponsor, the Chickasaw Nation, amazing sponsor they do amazing things for the state and they're always sponsoring something in oklahoma they're a huge supporter of oklahoma and without their support we wouldn't be able to do what we do and our third sponsor is diffie ford lincoln down in el reno now this one makes me so happy because these guys are great friends of mine um play a lot of golf together i've bought my cars from them do most of my oil changes down there, have a cup of coffee, hang out down in El Reno. It's a good spot to go. And not only are they great friends, but they provide a great service. So for over 60 years, a third generation family owned Oklahoma business down in El Reno. They're also in Bethany as well. So people in the Bethany area know the Diffies really well. But if you're looking for anything new used, 
um, Ford, Lincoln, or whatever. I'm sure they could find anything you want. Um, check them out, DiffyFord.net, and then on Instagram at DiffyFordLincoln. This episode is brought to you by Hope is Alive. Hope is Alive exists to radically change the lives of drug addicts, alcoholics, and those who love them. Join us Saturday, September 30th for our Sobriety Sprint 5K as we remember, honor, and celebrate those who've lost their lives. This family-focused event will feature a one-mile fun run, inflatables, food trucks, and more. Register to run or honor a loved one at sobrietysprint.com. Thank you for listening. We are inspired by those around us and hope that you are too. Make sure you subscribe to this podcast on your favorite podcast platform and leave us a review so we can keep telling your stories. For more great Oklahoma content, follow This Is Oklahoma on Facebook and Instagram.